Human Trafficking True Crime covers the exploitation of men, women, and children across the world. Subject matter may not always be suitable for children or those dealing with mental health issues. Listener discretion is advised. If you or someone you know has been trafficked, please contact the Human Trafficking Hotline by texting HELP, H-E-L-P, to 233-733. Hello, hello, everyone out there in the world. Whatever you're doing, wherever you are, thanks for listening. This is Shannon Labrie, and you're listening to Human Trafficking, a true crime podcast presented by Last Word the one and only podcast which tells the stories of human trafficking cases, giving victims and survivors the last word. A 16-year-old honors student is preparing for big life changes and has an internship lined up at the local hospital. She has an upcoming job interview and by all accounts is leading a normal teenager's life. So when she vanishes from her home one night in July, her family is left wondering where she went and who she was going to meet. When the leads, the tips, and the sightings all point to her being sent down a world of human trafficking. Tonight, we give Lashia Stein the last word. Welcome, everyone. Before I get started, I just want to introduce my co-hosts today. I've got Heather and Megan, my friends from college that I've known for a really long time and know all my dark secrets. Hello. (laughs) Please don't wrap me up. How are you guys doing today? Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Doing all the things a little backwards, but you know, doing them. (laughs) Well, thanks for being here. I was going to say, I think we've done things backwards since we met. So. Right, for sure, for sure. Well, thanks for being here, guys. And I guess without further ado, I'll just jump right in. Lashia Naystein was born on Tuesday, February 8th, 2000. She was the second child of six and the only girl. At the time of her disappearance, she was attending George Washington High School in Aurora, Colorado, and living with her mother and siblings. Lashia was an honor student and had just landed an internship at the University of Colorado Hospital. She was a normal teen, learning to drive, preparing to start college submission applications and scholarships for nursing. Lashia's story starts on the night of Thursday, July 14th, 2016. The family is having a normal night at home. And by all accounts, everything is normal. Like I said earlier, Lashia has a job interview coming up, and it's actually the next day at Firehouse Subs. And her mother was planning to drive her to this interview. Do you guys have Firehouse Subs in Ohio? Yes. You do? Yeah. Okay, just um, wondering. You said when her birthday was when? She was born on Tuesday, February 8th of the year 2000. February 8th. And she went missing when? Okay. In 2016. She, her story starts, we'll get into that here in a minute. Okay, go ahead. Okay. 
So her, her story starts on Thursday, July 14th. Her actual disappearance is labeled the 15th. And here's why. So that night she's at home with her family. She has this big interview the next day. She's learning to drive. So mom's going to take her in the morning. Um, Lashaya's mother, Sabrina, has stated that the family kind of stayed up late that night. It's a Thursday. She had turned in before the others. She decided to go to bed before everyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not sure. I haven't been able to find in my research, like, what time the mother states that she went to bed. Um, But through the research I have found, Lashaya goes into her younger brother's room. So she's the second of six and the only girl. She goes into her younger brother's rooms at around two in the morning, which is now the 15th of July. And she basically gets on to them like older siblings do. Megan, you're the (laughs) oldest, you know, and she's basically like, you better get your ass to bed or I'm going to tell mom. Mm -hmm. Like kind of is what happens. She shuts the door and it's reported that Lashaya proceeds to go down to her room, which is in the basement of the family home presumably to go to bed right she has this interview the next day it's not until the next morning that the family starts realizing that something's wrong so lashaya's mother sends her a few texts basically like get up get moving we've got shit to do today kind of do we know what time our interview is that day I do not. I've not. And I actually was just going to state that I don't have a time on the interview. But I would imagine if mom is texting her to get up and get moving to get dressed and they got to drive to figure out where this is. I mean, she's probably trying to get there a little bit early, but I would imagine, you know, probably Mm -hmm. not later in the day, but Mm -hmm. more in the midday morning time frame. But Lashaya doesn't respond to her mother's text messages. And so... She sends her son down to go wake up Lashaya. But when he comes back, he tells her mom, like, Lashaya's not in her room and I can't find her anywhere. And at this point, in my opinion, I'm thinking this mom is probably pissed the fuck off. Like, my kid is not responding to my text. We have a job interview to go to. Where are you? What are you doing? I would think in a house with six people that you would have to know where everybody is at some point because you're going to be together so close. Well, right. My, like mom instinct doesn't get mad. That would not be my first. It would be immediate worry because if she's responsible enough to go up and say, guys, it's 2 a.m. Y'all need to be asleep. You know, mom put us to bed already. Mm-hmm. Like go to bed. Then something is massively wrong. Because I like where you're going with that, you yeah. know, but so I'm also would be worry. Mine would my, well, being a mom of three and having my daughter being the responsible one of the, out of the boys, you know, mm-hmm. being the only girl kind of same case scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be my first concern would be sheer panic. And mine worry. is, I think of my mom. I could just hear my mom. Motherfucker, Shannon, where the hell are you? Like, yeah. I got shit to do today and I got to drive your ass to this interview and you're fucking around. Like I, and then I think the panic would set in. So, but I'm, everyone's different. And so I'm not, I, that's just my assumption. I have no idea, but I look at my mom and I'm like, I could see my mom getting real pissed. Cause I get, I've snuck out before. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> Anyways. So, um, I first heard about this case on the vanished podcast, which I love. And they do 
a really good deep dive into the case and the banished podcast gives like listeners this ability to hear directly from the loved ones in this podcast they interview family and friends of the missing and so you hear directly from Lashia's mom in this uh interview on the vanish and so I listened to that quite a bit to get some of my information and then I did my own deep dive into different news articles and press releases okay. so I like that that happens so and I wanted to make note of that on the episode because Sabrina states that she starts calling her phone Lashia after the brother's like yeah, she's nowhere around. And in the Vanished podcast, she states that the phone rang the first few times she called, but that by the third time, the phone was going to voicemail. And that there, right, you know, especially with cell phones back, like even now and back then, if you turned it off, it went right to voicemail. Right. Well, this is 2016. This isn't that long oh, yeah, ago. That's true. And so I'm bringing this up because I want to talk on some of those theories like later on. But okay. I just wanted to make that known that the mom, it's kind of not like a big key factor. But to me, it is like for later on when we talk about like, did I just say cock about? <laughs> when we cock about? I mean, I wasn't going to say anything. About- <laughs> When we talk about like the theories and different possibilities and investigative avenues, I wanted that to be known. So the mom calls three times. The first few times it rings, third time she's going to voicemail. So we have no Lashia, no phone connection. And it's at this point that her mother starts doing what I think any parent would do. You start rallying the troops. You start calling friends and family. Have you seen her? They're canvassing the neighborhood. At one point, Sabrina's niece and her sister come over and they start attempting to track Lashia's phone. And like through Google, I guess, or as Heather would say, through the Google. (laughs) But unfortunately, they could only see like when the phone was on, but not like the phone's actual location. are they, I'm sorry, are they tracking it like through, um, like if it's an Apple phone, you can do the find my phone, find my phone. Yeah. I do not know what type of phone okay. it is, but if they're saying Google, I have an Apple phone, so I don't know. Like, I and know. I don't even know how to do any of that shit. I know I've Megan, never... you're pretty big on, what were you calling it? Three, seven, three sixty. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. I don't know what Lashia's mom had. I don't know how type of... they were trying. Yeah. I don't know the particulars on that. I just know that it's been stated that the niece and the sister were trying to track the phone, but they couldn't find anything. And it was just like, they could tell when the phone was on, but not its location. Um, and it's after this, that mama Sabrina is pretty much exhausted all of her immediate available resources. And at which point you've done the legwork that you cannot find your kid at this point, it is now time to call the police. I do not know the time frame from when they woke up and noticed she was missing to when the police actually were called and further that like when the police actually arrived. I don't have those details, but the police do show up and the Aurora Police Department, they come out, they take the statements from the family members, they go over the events from the night before Has she ever run away before? Did you get in an argument? You know, the basic questions that they unfortunately have to ask. And I shouldn't say unfortunately. They ask these questions, but then oftentimes it doesn't even matter because they do their own thing. But the police and family learn that 
they like go through her bedroom and they learn that the window was unlocked and the flower pot that was normally in front of the window had been moved. Now I need to make a couple notes. Like her bedroom is in the basement of this home. They live in Colorado. So her window is what's known as an egress window. If I'm saying that mm-hmm. correctly, I know what that is. <clears throat> I'm sure you do because you have a basement. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Megan does. But for our listeners out there that don't, basically, like, your basement is underground, essentially, and this window is at, like, ground level. level. At least I'm picturing, like, what my grandparents have in their home, and they have this particular type of window. And an egress window also acts as an emergency exit yes. should you get trapped down there. And so... Her particular window was this type of window. It could be accessed as an emergency exit, but it also has like a gate on the top of it. And so not only was the flower pot moved, she was able to get out and lift this gate up and get out. And so the police basically, I guess, just assume that she was going to re-enter, leave, and then re-enter back through this window. So, like I said, the window's on. I know my grandparents, like, theirs is a little different when you, the window's like a normal window that you would slide left to right, kind okay. of. It I've, might be left to right or up and down, but when you go out, you're literally standing on, like, a cage, so to speak. Like, you're in this, like, little underground, and then, like, above your head, you have to, and then there's, like, steps, right, on the wall, but, like, you go up the steps, and then you have to, like, open this gate oh, okay so I know there's a lot of different types of windows that yeah. are like this but I know theirs particularly is like when you step out the window you stand straight up like you are st- like okay. their window is not on ground level it's actually like below Can, if you want to look out their window and see this guy you kind of have to like look up so we're in her house like at her house like I'm wondering if, if she's going to be able to stand up then is there room for more than one person I don't know if she was able to stand up I haven't okay. been able to find a picture of this exact window so I don't know what her situation and layout was I'm going off reference of the egress type of windows that I know okay but in any case it doesn't matter that type of window allows you to exit and hers had a gate on the top so when I hear that I'm thinking she goes out and then lifts this gate up as well okay because you can lock this gate you know yeah so that like Megan what would you do like having three kids and if they got when they're older if you had a window like that like would you lock it so they are not able to probably okay yeah i mean just and i don't know what her personality is like you know if she had if it were one of mine and they had a history then absolutely i feel like you'd lock yeah. it like if, if the child was sneaking out right. you would lock it yeah they're trustworthy i think maybe you not. can also get like types of locks too that lock so that no one from the outside can access yeah. but like maybe the key is somewhere on the inside or it's like a code i don't know because yeah. you are if you ever need it in an emergency you want to be able to get out no, for or, sure yeah and then you're like, oh shit, the keys in the kitchen, like mm-hmm. fuck, you know? I, can't I don't get know. Up the sta- yeah, like, grab this mm-hmm. hatchet. Like, <laughs> I don't know. So, okay, so the police come, they investigate, they realize that this window's unlocked, and the, you know, flower pots moved, all of that. Um, like I said, I don't know what type of window she had, but I would imagine like 
she's able, obviously, to get out of it. And it sounds like she's probably done this before. Um, so the police theorize, my God, the police theorize that Lashia, like I said, would have come back through this window and they don't act on her disappearance for over a week because they feel she is a runaway. That's what they always say. Well, I know like, what is it like after like 24 hours, they typically can't do anything and then after 24 hours is that or is that like per state i think each state has different laws but yes but she's a minor so it shouldn't fucking matter she is a minor who is missing it shouldn't fucking matter you need to start investigating absolutely yeah i also i mean i'm not going to get into the like hard talks of you know a 25 year old that goes missing and they deem it as like well she's an adult or he's an adult they can run away like we can go down those rabbit holes too but in this particular case, she's fucking 16. I don't give a shit. Like, you need to start doing your research and looking into her phone records and Absolutely. whatever. Well, I feel like, too, like, if you're 16, you probably have older friends who have cars. Like, the um, even if you waited 24 hours, she could be so far away from home by, oh, by yeah. then. You could be halfway across the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, in 24 hours, I think I can get... To California from here. Yeah. That's crazy. So had, does does she have a record of sneaking out before? Has anyone ever said that she's done it or they've seen her somewhere? No, no. there are no, we're just under, we're just assuming that she probably snuck out maybe to go hang out with a friend. Well, so when they're looking through her room, they realize like her phone is gone, but like her charger isn't her wallet. So like like signs that she's going to return. Right. Correct. And To my knowledge, there haven't been any, like, incidences where she ran away. There was, and I wasn't even going to bring it up, but I guess I will since you asked. There was one case, um, one particular time, sometime, and I don't know when, before her disappearance that her mom wasn't able to get a hold of her, but after a couple hours... They were able to track her just from, like, running around through the neighborhood and, like, finding her that way. And everything I've read, to me, it's like, that sounds like a one-off to me, but it may not be. I don't know. But mm-hmm. anything regarding, like, what Lashia said she was doing that day when they couldn't find her, like, I could not find any information on it. And there mm-hmm. wasn't really a lot to say, so I was just going to leave it out. Because to me, it didn't really seem like a hard piece of information to share but it might be i don't know because when you look at the situation as a whole maybe she could have been up to something nefarious then too i'm not sure but Mm -hmm. they don't know like i've not read on any news article like why she didn't answer her mom's call what she was doing mom's never stated so well i know like too like just life happens sometimes when you leave your phone like i've left my phone in my house to run an errand really fast or I mean, like one, my, my parents live seven minutes from me and I leave their house no matter what time I leave their house, day, night, middle of the day, late at night. My mom's always like, text me when you get home. And I'm like, okay, I one time left in the evening, didn't text her and I fell asleep. Her and my dad came over and like knocked on the door. I didn't answer. I was asleep. And my mom came in. She thought like I had been murdered or that I was lying in a ditch. And she's like, Heather. And I'm like, mom, like I was in a dead sleep. And like, so here I even had my phone, but I was asleep and I had already seen them that day. Right. So, yeah, you never know. I mean, no. she could have been doing, she could have been at a friend's house. And yep. Falling asleep. Just like you said, I don't know. 
So the police deem her disappearance as a runaway. Um, and in the first week of Lashia being gone, it's her family and friends that are doing the legwork. Um, they're attempting to hack into her social accounts, all of her, you know, activities on her computer, things like that. But they don't come up with anything, nothing pointing to where she is, where she could have gone, anything like that. It's through the initial canvassing of the neighborhood, the family starts to hear some like crazy stories that Lashia had been taken and was being prostituted out. Now, this is like that, just hold them. On a <laughs> I'm sorry. For being a typical 16-year-old girl and then you're going and you're hearing these like talkings from the neighborhood about you're being prostituted out. I mean, like you had the same facial expression as me. <laughs> like yeah. that is a huge leap here. Yeah. Right. I'm not sure what type of like neighborhood they lived yeah. in or who these people hung out with. Now you do have to remember like different demographics are at a higher risk, right? So yeah. I don't know like where they were living exactly and what type of neighborhood that was but you you do too also look at this like okay like you're saying all this crazy shit we have nothing pointing to that mm -hmm. at this point and anytime you have a crazy missing persons you know story period you're gonna get all kinds of crap coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. Like, people you know, latch on. Exploiting you to they get money. They latch on to yeah. some of the smallest right. things. They interject and, and create themselves into the scene when they weren't even like, who the hell are you? Like yeah. kind of thing. So it is in this first week, the family starts hearing this. Um, and it's not until the Aurora police chief, Nick Metz, I hope I'm saying that right, Metz, comes back to work from being on vacation when things start to change. So, yeah, like, you know, some people are getting into some fucking trouble. Yeah. So on Saturday, July 23rd, Chief Metz personally goes to Mama Sabrina's house after hearing about Lashia's case and is like, yeah, I need you to walk me through these details. Tell me about Lashia. What kind of kid was she? I'm assuming probably going over all of the same questions that everyone else had in the initial, but also more in depth, right? He's probably trying to like assess the situation. It's been a week. Has she come home? No, she hasn't. Okay. Tell me what kind of kid she is. Um, and he starts asking her about you know, all the events leading up to this disappearance and Lashia had never run away before. She was in good standings at her school. She was on the freaking honor roll. She had an internship that she was getting ready to start. She was going to a job interview the next day. Um, Megan, how would you feel as a mom if a week went by, you're doing all this legwork and then the police chief comes back and then he's like, oh, let's let's do a little check in. I'd be like, you know what? I've been doing your job for you. Because there's no way I'd be just sitting back and just waiting. Like, I would be, he wouldn't be at my door being like, ma'am, I'm sorry they dropped the ball. Because I would be at that freaking station every mm -hmm. day. What new have you found? Mm -hmm. What have you been doing to find my child? Okay? She is not a runaway. She is not 
a bad kid. She does not have prior records. Like Shannon said, she is a honor roll. She wanted to get a job. Like, so obviously there's responsibility there. She's, you know, she can be held accountable. She's, I mean, she's got all the things, right? Mm -hmm. She didn't have priors. So absolutely not. They should not be treating her like, Oh, you know, it's just Susie. She does this every week. Yeah. You know, no, that's not the case. She got mad at you because you put a curfew or exactly. whatever. Right. Got a little tiff and no, she'll be back. Right. That's not the same situation. And what is it? Lead time in the first 24, 48 hours. And you're going a freaking week yeah. without yeah. this that's person abs- having no. any, yeah. you know, boots on the ground, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. I would be exhausting every resource I right. had. So police chief Metz has this conversation with mama Sabrina and I don't mean any disrespect by that. I'm just want to call her mama Sabrina. She seems like a cool lady. Like in my heart, I watch these videos of her too. And I just like get this big lump in my throat. It's so sad. Oh yeah. Anyway. So he hears all of this and also that like basically her social media standing has completely ceased since her disappearance. Nothing. Like, there's nothing. And it's on that same day, that same day, that same Saturday, July 23rd, when the police chief comes to knock on Sabrina's door, he holds a press conference. Like, okay, we got to get this out, right? And it's at, so they hold this press conference at North Middle School on 3.30, around 3.30 on that Saturday. And... This is weird to me. It's at the press conference. According to what the Vanished podcast reports and the mom says, it's at the press conference that Sabrina and the family learn the police department have CCTV footage, which will be up on our blog, of LaShia around 2.23 a.m., On the night she went missing, walking along the block of North Peoria Street, Peoria Street, Peoria, Peoria Street and East Montview Boulevard. So I literally just got goosebumps when you said that. Yeah, same. Just remember all that, because when we go into the theories and stuff, I'm going to circle back to that. But it's at the police, like it's that day at the press conference that they learn this. So. Remember I said earlier that the brothers had reported that around 2 a.m. She's knocking in in and like, yo, fools, you need to go to bed. Like, I'm going to rat your ass out to mom. Mm -hmm. Now I'm kind of like, "Mm, was she saying that because she she knew she was, you know, trying to dip out and she needed those little dudes to fall asleep so she could make her exit. Mm -hmm. Could be, could be. So... Once the press conference, like, hits the airways, the Aurora Police Department and, like, all, like, once the press conference hits the airways in the Aurora and surrounding areas, the police department and the family start getting, like, tips and reports and sightings of LaShia. Like, they just start pouring in. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, this is where it kind of gets, like in the weeds on like which tip was first and which one was second. Like, I don't know all the specifics on that, but the tips that I do know that came in was LaShia was seen with a woman in a known area. Um, 
that sex working work happens, but this particular woman is a known recruit for traffickers. So that was one tip that came in. Um, a report came in that Lashia was being taken to and had been seen at a bunch of local parties in the area where drugs and sex were running rampant, I'm sure. And another one was that she had been seen at a lot of the illicit motels where, you know, a lot of the oh, local motels where illicit activity and stuff was going on. So one thing that was pretty much referenced in almost all of these tips and sightings was that Lashia was never alone. She's always with somebody. She was either with this woman or accompanied by one or more unknown males. Um, I mean, I can only imagine at 16 years old, like you are put into this completely different world and it might look glamorized or you might be like, getting the adrenaline pumping and I mean I can remember being young and going to like parties when we were in college and stuff and being like wow this is like a different world and having all these different experiences but at 16 you never know who you're gonna meet at these parties and like 16 think of how many attention from people and think how many parties we went to or like we literally probably only knew the people we came with and maybe one other person that told us about this party And then some of our friends, you know, ended up meeting significant others, baby daddies, whatever you want to call them. We didn't know these fools from Adam. Like Mm -hmm. they could, when I listen to some of these cases and I think back to our college experience, the three of us Mm -hmm. and like just some of my own life experiences, holy shit. Like I, we I can say this for sure. We, and especially me, have been put in some seriously vulnerable mm-hmm. situations oh, yeah. that we were so naive and didn't even think that they were. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're fine. It's not a well, big... Or think of how many times we've all been to parties where somebody in the group fucking dips out and leaves or and we don't know where they goes, are. goes to do whatever or like I found a guy and I like him and I'm not coming home with you and yeah. then you get pissed at that person and you're like fuck off bye or whatever you yeah. know what I mean like I feel like for the most part we were pretty we come together we leave together type yeah. but I do know there were Sometimes. a handful of issues that arose throughout mm-hmm. the years of a situation like that yeah so um and plus, like, when you hear that Lashia is constantly being seen with someone, it should be noted that in these types of organizations, they don't leave them alone, especially in oh, the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They need them to be completely dependent and to break them down. They want them to be with them 24-7, one, so they can control and monitor and know what they're doing mm-hmm. and that they're not going to try to, like, leave or escape but it's also to break them down mentally, emotionally, physically. They are drugging them up. They are uh, verbally and possibly physically abusing them. Um, I mean, they take that period to just wear and tear them down, mm-hmm. essentially. So I'm not surprised that she wasn't left alone, honestly. Now, several local organizations that combat human trafficking and help to locate these people that are missing and considered like high risk, if you will, uh, they start working with Lashia's family and trying to help locate her. And 
I know we have talked off camera and before about a lot of these organizations that are here in the North Texas area. And I'm fairly confident you have some of your own Mm -hmm. in Ohio as well. So it's awesome that these groups like that's what they do. They're nonprofits and they step in when the police deem these kids runaways or it's a crime like this where they police don't necessarily have a lot of leads that they can go on. These nonprofits and these private eyes like can go in and stake out these hotels and evaluate like where they've like, these sightings that they've seen of Lashia. They go and stake them out because maybe the police department doesn't have the bandwidth or they don't have the funding or it's isn't a case that's getting a lot of high publicity so it kind of Mm -hmm. is just like we don't know what to do our hands are tied it's a good resource it's a great resource and like i said our resources here in north texas are amazing and they're hands down like these people are amazing they blow me away by what they do they really do they're absolutely amazing they locate people they do a ton of like aftercare treatment um because you need to realize too like when these people come out of these situations it it's not over like oh yay we rescued him move on to the next case like for you sure but this person's journey in a chapter that's just starting like Mm -hmm. it is an all new territory and ptsd and all of the after trauma and treatment Mm -hmm. and putting you on the spot like do you know i know do you know like percentage wise how many people actually come out of human trafficking and how many don't make it out I don't have that. I don't know if that's an actual statistic. I know that at any given time, there's like at least over 10 million people trafficked. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. I I don't. Yeah, but here's the, I have an issue with this. Statistics are great. I'm not knocking them. I just don't hold them as gospel. Right. Because sexual crimes are drastically underreported anyways mm-hmm. rape mm-hmm. is never like it is extremely underreported so human trafficking is also underreported but even more so labor trafficking mm-hmm. is grossly underreported nobody ever really reports that so when you hear this number of 10 million people are trafficked at any given time either yeah. it's in the US or around the world i can't remember which i think it's around the world i'm almost like i'm tripling that number because you really uh like that's just a baseline you don't well, I feel even like know statistics yeah. too can always be like skewed like are we talking about like sex trafficking are we talking about labor trafficking exactly. right. because if you lump them all together there's so many different realms to it that yeah 10 million that's a lot but when you look at just sex trafficking trafficking, yeah so that's that's insane right it is so i don't have an i don't necessarily have a statistic for that like how many come out of it but i mean there are statistics out there well i didn't know if there was like one out of ten you know Mm, come out or you know something like that No, but I will look into that because that's a good question. I've not, like, I've done a lot of research on statistics. That's not one I've, like, necessarily seen. But I think that would be a hard one to discern anyways. If you don't know how many people truly are in it, how can you say one out of ten? Right. So And it could be one out of 500. Yeah. With with this case in particular, though, okay, she's being seen with uh, this woman who's known for sex trafficking. And she's being seen with, like, different men. On the CCT footage. CCTV footage. Yes. Yeah. Which is so, security camera footage. Right. 
Like now, from like as street. like police department perspective, do in the area that she's in, like, do they already have this woman pinpointed for trafficking or are they basing it off of like, um, like, what do you it's call based that? Off like, word of mouth. It's based off people are coming forward to the family. People are coming forward to these local nonprofits and they're saying, I saw LaShia and she was with this woman. Well, like or I saw the LaShia. profile of trafficking. Like, are they looking at like, okay, the, the profile of trafficking, this is what it, it looks like. There's a woman, she comes in, she, you know, glamorizes it. She kind of baits kids or whomever they're looking at. And then this is the next step. This is the next step. Or is it like this woman they know in the area for doing all of this? And here LaShia is with her. I don't know. I don't know if the identity of the woman was ever disco- okay. discovered. I never was able to find it. Mm-hmm. I think that these reports just came in of like other people that probably a frequent the area B frequent the area and or no people that frequent the area um and it's just you know oh hey I was over there and I saw x y and z like and who knows maybe these aren't even real stories but I tend to believe that some of these sightings that have come in and reports and tips that have come in are credible because I should have mentioned, and I think I do here later on, but she has a quarter size scar on her like chest. Okay. And I think her mom said it's like above her breast area. I'm mm-hmm. not 100% sure on where it is, but it will like have a description of it on the website and the socials and all that. But several tips came in. Yeah, I saw her and she had this scar. So Mm. it was kind of like an identifying marker, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. Plus, you have to think, I think at this point, once the press release went out, her picture's everywhere at this Mm -hmm. point. So yeah, you're going to have cases of like reports where you're like, this dude's just, they're just muddying the waters. We got to disregard. But I think some of them shouldn't be disregarded, especially when it sounds like a majority of these tips are all human trafficking tips. They're not. Like they're all consistent with she's never alone. Mm-hmm. She's at party. She's highly drugged up. She's being in and out of, you know, taken in and out of these hotels, that sort of thing. Okay. So, okay. So to recap, we have a 16 year old LaShia Stein leaving her house at around 2 a.m. on July 15th, 2016. She doesn't tell her family where she's going. They have no idea. And we have CCTV footage showing LaShia walking down North Peoria Street. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. Walking down North Peoria Street and East Montview Boulevard. And I'm going to show you guys this video, but the police say that they believe LaShia gets in. And you can see headlights in this video. They believe LaShia gets into this car from what I've read. But all the videos I have seen online don't show that. No, I know. I'm not new to the true crime world. I get that the police don't always release everything and that this video could have been and most likely was altered and we aren't going to see the entirety of it. Mm -hmm. But for me, and I'll circle back on this later, if you're saying she got in the car, just show us that she got in the car. Like, yeah, why are we what, guessing right, here? Yeah. Like, what are we trying to hide at this point? Right. So just show it. Okay. So I'm going to show you guys this video of LaShia walking down the street. That's her. 
This is Lashia, and this is what they believe to be Lashia walking down the street. So this is an intersection right here, and she begins to cross the street, and you can see the headlights on the street. But when you look at that video, she's walking, in my opinion, and I've watched different news outlets of this. This isn't the original video, video I wanted to show you, but watch as she walks across the street. That's a weird pattern to walk, She's too. walking behind the car did y'all like see I, that like if she's I go, not if i go to get in the car like if you pull up and i'm getting in that car i'm walking in front of it and getting in, or into the into side the but side. look at that this is the car with the headlights that they believe is that a car back there though like up that area like i think it's just a street light okay but if this is lashaya and you're walking at this pace at this pattern to me she's gonna cross behind the, sh the car mm -hmm. But it also might be one of those things where she's like, I don't know, is this? Is this but I would walk in front Joe Blow's of like, car? I don't know. Look through the window to see, like, is this that right. person? Now, you can find different videos, like, but that's the most I've ever seen. Like, and if it is out there, maybe it is, and my tech savvy ass just can't find it because I'm not a tech savvy person, like, in any way, shape, or form. Maybe it's out there, and if it is, please send it over. But from the videos that I've seen, like, I don't ever physically see her get into this car. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. obviously, I do realize, like, police do not... Show everything Give that out for a their reason. information because they got to keep shit close to the vest. Right. So I get that. I totally get that. But it's kind of like, okay, but like, if you're going to say that and it's already been several years, just show us the fucking video. Right. Mm -hmm. So after the family and police like begin receiving all these tips that she's being trafficked, it's about three months. The family just gets like no calls. All the calls stop coming in. And at this point, I can't even imagine like, and Megan, I'd be interested to hear like your opinion on this, but like you go from your kids missing to a week of like, we're doing this on our own to the police coming in being like balls to the walls. We're going to like start pounding out and figuring this out to then you're now three months with no calls regarding Lashia and they just like stop coming in like I can't even imagine the hard the heartache and the gut-wrenching like feeling that your loved one like imagine this your loved one goes missing and you're like that's got to be gut-wrenching and heartache in itself that you're getting all these tips that your person's being trafficked this person you love and care about is being pimped out and trafficked and you're just like that's a lot of emotions to deal with mm -hmm. to then now you're in this space where it's been three months and we've gotten zero calls like you're well, probably like holy shit did she die is she you know what I mean like your mind is probably going a million to nothing and well, I'd be interested to hear y'all's thoughts on that I think too, like you would, every tip or lead that comes in, you'd be like, oh my gosh, could this really help? Could this be a good, strong lead? So. Well, and it's also like hope that you know this. Okay. Well, like they're alive. alive. They're alive. Yeah. They're alive. And now you have this sense of like hope and then this calls stop and you're kind of like, you're in a whole new realm of anguish and worry. I mean, listen, every parent would like to say, you know what? I, I would hire my own private investigator and I would do my own thing and let the police, you know, continue. Because like you said, okay, if, you know, they're in, uh, you know, low poverty type situation, the police officers are like, okay, you know, 
unfortunately, we missed our time frame. She's probably been sold or she's, you know, there's no way we're probably going to get her out at this point. We don't know where she is. You know, she could be all the way in another country at this point. So we're not going to use the limited resources that we have when our chances are very slim. So I'd like to say, sure, you know, I would exhaust all my, I would sell every earthly possession I have. I tap into every family members. Like there would literally be no like stopping, like where would the end point be? Like mm-hmm. I would be banging on every door I could. The end like, points when you get your loved one home. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, but you've got a, she, this mom has five other children. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's got five other kids. Is she married? Does she, um, I believe that they had gotten divorced shortly or a couple years before. I'm not entirely sure like if her dad was in her life or not. So I just kind of wasn't even going to touch on that, but I do know that they had gotten divorced because according to the vanish podcast, the mom had mentioned that a tip came in that Lashia didn't want to come home because her mom's boyfriend was molesting her. But her mom's like, I haven't had a boyfriend since my husband and I broke up four years ago. Well, so, all I'm saying is if she's doing this like single mom situation, absolutely, and totally she's, a single mom, you know, and yes. she's got five, five other children. And then she's already not sleeping. She's trying to keep a job because how are you going to pay the bills? Yeah. How are you going to live? And worry about this. So this woman. And the financial strain of this. That's what I'm saying. I'm sure that. And then think about it. Every lead that you get and it's just deadened. Deadened. At at what point are you just mentally and physically and just all the things. You're just exhausted. Mm -hmm. You know. So I would love to sit here and be like. I'm going to be Liam Neeson. (laughs) I'm going to bring my baby home and I'm going to do, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what Mm -hmm. my heart tells me that I would do, but who's to say I wouldn't be a Sabrina and say, I've got other children. I, you know, and I would pray that the police officers that have been put in place, they took an oath. Mm-hmm. to protect and serve their community are doing the job that they are promising me. Like, so, you know, what's funny is earlier you had stated like that police chief wouldn't have to come to my house. Cause right. my ass would already be That's down right. at the station. I mean, honestly, so the mom says in the vantage podcast, I believe it is like she realized like they didn't realize she wasn't going away. Yeah. And rightfully fucking so first of all my tax dollars are paying for this i back the blue 100 i am not you know dogging on the police i know police officers i have them in my family like i support them 100 but my tax dollars pay for this my kid is missing you know your kid better than fucking anyone and when i'm telling you she's not a runaway and i'm not going anywhere she basically is like that's when they were like oh okay yeah we gotta actually do something why would you ever assume though that the mother is gonna go away right well unfortunately some of them do and it's not to discredit that parent but when you do have other kids and the financial strain they don't have the means the motive and the capability of hiring a private eye or they don't know about the resources that are available to them or whatever the case may be unfortunately it happens and it happens i think eventually over time right like over time nothing comes in and sadly some of these people, I think, put so much faith and trust into our police department, which you should do. Mm-hmm. I'm not advocating against that, but you should also do your own shit, like do your own investigation. And mm-hmm. if you're not doing that, they're not going to do it either. 
So, but you have, okay. So you have to remember that Sabrina is also working with these nonprofits and these other organizations that are doing the legwork on the street, canvassing the known sex areas. And it's believed, I believe it's through their work and the help of the police that they begin to hear during this three month lag of no tips that Lashia has been taken out of the state and that she was taken to Kansas or, and or Wyoming. Random places. Well, I mean, you're in Colorado, Wyoming. I mean, my sister lives in Wyoming. Yeah, but there's nothing there. Well, I guess if you're trying to get her out of sight. Well, and if she's a high-profile case in that area, yeah. Or if they have connections to other drug scene, party scenes, whatever those scenes look. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they take her. Kansas, not so much. I mean, I, I could Wyoming, for sure, I'm with you on. Like, my sister lives there, and I'm like... There ain't nothing here. Yeah, but think about it. If you're doing sex trafficking, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you could put them in a house. Clientele is everywhere. Well, and, you know, if you've got high paying people, they will travel anywhere that they're not going to be seen. Right. So they're not going to let's not go to Dallas. Okay. let's not go Go to to Seattle. Let's not go to Denver. Let's go somewhere discreet. Okay, yeah. so that makes sense. I, yeah. yeah, I actually never really thought of it like that, but that's absolutely... My thoughts were, I mean, that happens everywhere, so maybe she's yeah. just being there to target a different audience. I don't know, but that makes a really good point. Mm-hmm. Like, I never thought of that like you are. And when people talk about, like, oh, trafficking, they're on planes, and yeah, but they're not on American airline planes. Yes, I'm sure some of them are, but to me, when I hear trafficking, I'm like... If they're getting them on a plane and going to another country, they're flying private. They are flying fucking private because they do not have to go through security. They bypass all of that shit. Yeah. Whatever. I'm I'm not, I'm sure she was driven there because it is in such close proximity. But anyways, after four months of doing legwork and investigations at home and not having any new tips, leads or sightings, the the calls start coming back in again. So we had this like three month leg. They hear, start hearing she's out. And now we're on to like another four month leg. And then they start coming back in. Oh my God. If I did my research correctly, I could be wrong. But the point is we're hearing tips. We're getting sightings. We're receiving calls. It goes silent. It comes back. It goes silent. It comes back. Through the help of the organizations, the nonprofits kind of like, they said that they made a deal with a known pimp. What they mean by deal, I don't really know. But from my research and my experience in this, I'm thinking it's more of don't throw my name out there. I'm going to help you try to find her. Like, I don't think it was a deal of we'll take this off the prison sentence, like that kind of deal, because this pimp is out there on the streets. Well, he's like one of those um, informants kind of. Right, exactly. And so I think that you also have to realize, like, I know this is going to sound really weird, but criminals sometimes have like a code. And even though maybe this pimp is in the sex industry, he may have a code where I'm, I don't traffic fucking kids. Well, like also, I only, oh, I yeah, only, yeah. I only have girls like, I don't that sell drugs want to X people right. or, or whatever. If he is a pimp, if he is a known pimp, mm-hmm. I think it's probably one of those situations where he's like, 
my girls need protection, but I don't go out and kidnap. I don't, you know, I don't know this well, to like be they're fact. willing, like right, because listen. not everyone in the sex industry is trafficked or abducted. Absolutely. They can be willingly doing this, mm-hmm. and I am aware of that. And some of them do mm-hmm. just seek out protection. Right. Well, I think too, like they're not. I mean, criminals aren't dumb either. Right. So right. he could be saying like, okay, like yeah, I don't, I don't do going out and and getting people or whatever but um like his code like you said it could be well we only service this type or exactly because that and that is true pedophiles typically have a a type right Mm -hmm. serial killers their types can vary but when you're talking about pedophilia when you're talking about that type of stuff generally speaking they have a type and I, I am not like giving kudos to this pimp in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's somewhat noble that he is willing to come forward and say that he's willing to like help them. But when I hear that he made a deal, I don't know what that deal is. I don't know what that means. But mm-hmm. to me, I'm thinking it's a, he probably doesn't want his name out there. He doesn't want any credibility to this because it could hinder his business, so to speak. Or if he ever but, got caught. Correct. Could- but also I think it's a, he wants, she's a 16 year old. He he may have a standard where he's like, yeah, no, I don't, I may do some bad shit, but I don't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. But regardless, like he's not making a deal for himself. Cause let's be honest, police have, they have that ability to say, you know what? Selling sex for money is illegal no matter what, even if you're of age. So yeah, he may have a moral code if you can even call it that. And he may not. Oh, okay. So I'm not, you know, my pimps are, you know, 18 and over or my prostitutes are 18 and older. I don't do that to minors, whatever. Okay. So the police are, you know, basically saying, listen, we're not going to charge you Mm -hmm. for prostitution. We need you to do this. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't really get a choice because he could have been thrown in prison Mm -hmm. for what he was doing. So it's not really, there's not really a a kudos to him. He was backed into a corner. He's like, yo, 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 I'm not, I don't do that to little kids. Well, I don't know that for sure. I I guarantee you. I should interject. I totally agree with what you're saying. And that could be the situation. I should clarify. We don't know the situation. I don't know if he made this agreement with the nonprofits who then organized it through the police or if it was an, uh, a deal and an arrangement made with the police, but you have a very valid point and that is completely accurate. He could have been backed into quarter. Absolutely. So, He basically informs them that it's going to be really hard to take like time. It's going to take time. It's going to be really hard to get Lashia because she's constantly with people and is never alone. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and unfortunately, like they spend the first few months like when they capture these people, like breaking them down. We talked about that earlier, like the verbal verbal and physical abuse and mental and the whole nine. So, and she's probably on drugs, but he basically is like, I'll help you. But you know, here's the deal. Like it's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. Well, one day a call comes in that Lashia has been spotted at maybe our next girl trip can be here. Just kidding. The (laughs) seven star motel. And she that she's in room one. 
I do want to go check this motel out. So if we ever go to Aurora, like, can we just do a drive-by? Oh, my goodness. I just want to see it. Like, I want to, like, it's that, like, going to the crime scene kind of Mm -hmm, thing. Like, you want to see it. Um, But, yeah, so they get a call. Like, the family calls police, and they're like, yo, we got this call. She has been spotted at the Seven Star. She is in room one. And the police chief's like on it, sending troops down right now. No questions asked. The police show up. They do an entire canvas of the room. And there's no one in the room, but they find like some girl's clothing in the corner. At which point the police decide to canvas the entire motel. Oh, good. They go through okay. all the rooms. In the meantime, you've got the family, because this is from the undercover work through the nonprofits and the organizations, from my understanding, that are, like, charging this up and leading this up. Mm -hmm. They get this tip. They call the police to bring in for backup kind of thing. Well, they're, like, in the background, away, trying not to be seen, and they hear from a witness was like, oh, my God, y'all missed it. Like, they moved that girl out of the hotel room and across the street to the other hotel five minutes before the cops showed up. And the Stop family it. is like, what? And he, this, this witness proceeds to say, yeah, I shit you not. Like five minutes before the police show up, they walk this girl out, take her across the street to the other hotel, at which point they put her in a blue SUV and she was gone. So make note of that because I'll circle back to that later. But I'm just like, Five How minutes. would they know? That, okay. I know that's what I. That's what is I, that like? Just like I'm one of those. Into. Okay. Yeah, no, okay. Get into. Did you have something, Megan? You want nope. to say, Mm-mm. or is that what? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, five minutes. I can't even imagine like that gut wrenching feeling where you're like, I'm gonna get her back. I'm gonna get her back. What the fuck? Five mm-hmm. minutes. Like five minutes. The chips, like they just start drying up again, and Lashia's family gets word from this known gang member's girlfriend. That I guess is somehow connected to this case. Like Lashia had been moved out of the state again. And this gang member basically made it known. I'm not coming forward. I'm not talking to police. I'm not getting involved in this. But I just want to let you know, like Lashia is alive and she's being kept out of state at this point. One of the best tips that the family had received is from a girl who was in a trafficking situation and managed to escape from this trafficking situation, she comes forward and basically is like, yeah, I was trafficked with Lashia. Like, I know her. Accurately describes this scar on her chest and proceeds to tell, like, the family and the counselors and all the people at this, like, outreach program that, Lashia didn't want to leave like she wanted to leave excuse me she wanted to leave but that she was scared to leave and this girl ends up escaping Lashia stays and you're just like oh my god why didn't you go with her like if she was able to escape like oh you could have too so this girl you know basically like describes the scar but tells the family that she just was scared to escape and it's really sad but on we're gonna jump forward a little bit so on tuesday november 10th 2020 so just a year ago oh my gosh the police and the fbi did a search at a vacant home on the 20 
2200 block of Lanson Street. I'm probably saying these names wrong. But Lashia, I guess, knew the people that lived in this house before she vanished. Um, after three days, I think, of this search, they didn't find anything. And to my knowledge, nothing has come from this search. It's probably good that they did it just to, like, rule it out, right? But it's also kind of like another letdown. Mm-hmm. Just like Another dead end. Yeah. Now, before he retired in late 2020, former police chief Nick Metz spoke to the press on Lashia's case, and he said, that's one of, and I quote, that's one of, that's one that I had hoped and prayed I would be able to give her family an answer of where she was. I can't imagine waking up every day not knowing where my daughter is and how she's doing. That for me right now is my biggest regret and I take it personally and I take responsibility for that. He retired from the police chief as police chief later, I think in late 2020. Now, a couple other quotes I wanted to spot on before we get into like theories and recaps. Lashia's older brother, um, I'm not even, I think I'm not even going to attempt his name because I will butcher it and I don't want to do that. But she is the second child, so it's her only older brother. But he has since, you know, it's 2016, they've grown up. And she was 16 at the time. I'm not entirely sure how old he was, but we have to say at least a year to two. Mm -hmm. Um, He now has a family of his own and has said, I just hope that one day they can meet each other when he's talking about his own baby and his sister. And that was quoted in the Denver post. His mom told CBS four in 2017 that like God has, I know God has a plan and I know that in my heart. And I always say, God, you gave her to me. I just pray you give her back. Another quote from the Denver Post is when a child dies, you know, you and you know, you can start healing. But when you don't know where she is and you don't know what she's going through, you're in a gray area. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's worse than death. What if we never know? End Mm -hmm. quote. And that one I like teared up when I read. I was just like, so true, though. Like, it never is going to be easy and you don't want your loved one to die, but at least you know where they are and you have a sense of closure, if mm-hmm. you can call it that, or mm-hmm. a place where you can go and mourn and have it's, your respects paid. Yeah, and it's not even about you. It's about them, you mm-hmm. know, because I would much rather my child be in heaven than to be being raped every day by mm-hmm. multiple people or being drugged or, you know, whatever they're dealing mm-hmm. or going through. I'd much rather. Well, you know, you know that they're laying peacefully in there with God, but when yeah. you don't know where they're at and if they're alive or dead, your mind goes to the worst a place. zero to a yeah. hundred every which way, like spider web. It's yeah. awful. Yeah. So, this is where we're like, I love, we can like get into the different theories and any other questions y'all have or whatever. But a couple things I wanted to point on. The moms reported that Lashia started hanging out with some like people she didn't know that didn't go to her school. And I think through like the investigation of looking into her disappearance on her own, the mom had discovered that she had become friends with some girls that were older that didn't go to her high school. 
I'd like to know if the police ever followed up on that mm-hmm. because those are the connections. Like those are the connections. Those are the people that she's going to get sent to a party to, or she's going to meet someone who introduces her to someone who mm-hmm. brings her into this world or however that works. So I'd like to know if they ever followed up on that because who were these girls? Who did they know? And Lashia reportedly went to these parties with these girls Whose parties were they? Where were these parties? What was happening at these parties? Like, these are questions I want to know. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. did the law enforcement look into this? Right. Is there mm-hmm. any validity to this? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't think she ran away, obviously. Yeah. But the other, like, tip I am... I guess evidence in this, I don't know, is the CCTV footage. Like, okay. I know we kind of talked about it earlier, but I get why police don't release everything. Mm-hmm. We're 2016 though. Unless something drastic happened in that video that you're going to use if you ever prosecute someone, why not fucking release the entire video? Now, again, maybe it's out there and my tech ass can't find it, mm-hmm. which is extremely possible. But from what I found, that video isn't out there. So why are you saying you assume that she got into? And that's the thing, too. When you look at these police reports and you hear their statements, you got to pay attention to the words they use because they tell a story themselves, Mm -hmm. right? Like when they're saying certain things, they're trying to cover their tracks, so to speak, but like not divulge all the information. But you can kind of discern like what they're meaning. And when you say assume well, do you, do you not have video then? Like, why are you assuming are you, like, you should have the entire CCTV footage of her walking down the street and then crossing the street? But all the videos we see end in the middle of like her crossing the street behind right. the car. So why are you assuming? Do you not have video? What happened, like, what to, the happened video? to the video? Or yeah. is there video and you just haven't released it? Y'all have thoughts on anything I've said so far? Well, I feel like the video, like you said, yes, they don't put things out there. So they don't make more things known or if maybe they know something, they don't want to tip somebody off. But like just looking at the pattern of her walking across the street, very odd, very odd pattern to to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Do you have any uh, thoughts, Megan? Yes, I was making notes on my phone as you were talking. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love um, it. So <laughs> I was like, I was wondering because, you know, if she didn't have a pattern of running away or sneaking out and stuff, and her mom was a single mom, you know, was she struggling financially? You know, and she was, because obviously Lashia was going to go get a job. So it makes me wonder if maybe, like you said, she was being groomed prior to, maybe was told about this glamorous way to make some money. Like, you know, maybe you just have to show a little something or you just have to do a little this or a little, you know, because they mm-hmm. can make it sound as great mm-hmm. and as... Not to w- quote Jeffrey Epstein and Glenn Maxwell, exactly. but it's just a massage. Yeah, exactly. You know, just... Massage your ass, motherfucker. You, yeah, it's just... I never you thought know, what, about that with like whatever, a job. Whatever oh, they yeah. could do to, to you know, reel Help her in. Or, yeah. And so, you know, if she was a good girl... And she was like, man, you know, mom's struggling, you know, and we've, I've got five brothers and I could be a help, you know, let Mm -hmm. me help some way. 
Maybe. So I do wonder if that's, you know, if that's how she got into it. Like, you know, if she met these girls and they were telling her, Hey, we do this stuff Mm -hmm. because I mean, kids are peer pressured. Mm -hmm. And if we want to fit in with the, you know, if she's not doing it with kids at her school and she's made outside friends, then that leads you to believe why is she hanging out with kids from other places? Mm-hmm. Was she popular? Was she not like, what did she have good friends at her school? Cause you don't go looking for something that you already have. And where did typically. these friends come from? Exactly. But also too, to add on to what Megan's saying, like, and I'm not to go down the Epstein Maxwell rabbit hole, but hello, they had girls from high schools recruiting other girls mm-hmm. from their high school mm-hmm. or yeah. other high schools to do massages. And Not to add on, like, to also add on to that, it's not always just massages or show a little cleavage here or there. One of Epstein's victims was an art person, like an art, I don't know if she was a student. I don't know if she was a student at the time, but she was, like, worked at an art, like, her art was in a studio, Mm -hmm. and that ritzy fancy Mm kind of crap, and she was selling her artwork in this studio when she sold several pieces the art director or whoever's in charge is like oh you're gonna sell this piece to this dude and she's like but i just sold it to someone else and it was basically pushed upon her no 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 you're going to sell it to jeffrey epstein he really wants this piece to which he's like oh my god i love your art and i own this that and the other thing and i know all these people and i can help you and i'm not saying that's the same for lashia's case but it just shows you another avenue of it doesn't necessarily have to be well you only have to show us a titty picture you only have to do this like it could be a killers did this in the 60s 70s and 80s Mm -hmm. oh you want to be a model i'm a modeling agent let me take your photo it could be anything oh you're into nursing i own a you know hospice care company or yeah i own a doctor's office like who knows who owns one right and if you do this Mm -hmm. your whole life will change well yeah it'll change but not in the way she's a thinking right well i feel like too like yes humans have patterns but we always surprise ourselves in some of the things that we do and we think about like well I would have never done that and here I ended up doing it so for her like meeting these new friends like she might not have talked about it with other people and wanted to keep it private to herself and she was excited to have these new friends and then here's something exciting and new and she's like I'm never gonna do that and then it just progresses and then they groom you know like you said so she could have felt like that after a while so right and maybe these girls have nothing to do with her disappearance or involvement we don't know but i do find it odd that her mom finds out that she's hanging out with people that don't go to her high school that are are older than her okay well who are these people how did she meet these people when did they hang out what did they do what do they have in common like i have a million freaking questions about that and it, it, you just wonder, like, was she being exposed to people that from that group or was she being exposed from a different avenue? Right. What other notes you got on that phone over there? Anything, anything yeah. to add to Anything that else right before I, mean, I wrap this up? Yes. I wanted to know Please. who is the witness that saw them moving her from hotel to hotel? Why? Like, if you, if I was like, oh my gosh, I know that girl. Do you think for a half a second... I would not, because, okay, let me preface. I do carry. 
I've I've gone and done my concealed carry. Amen. Sister. Let me tell you what. Don't you know I would ha- be packing? Don't I'd you be know. like, that's I'm pro- I'm gonna save someone's baby. <laughs> that would I be know me. that's the worst thing to say or do, like because. But you know, if you're witnessing, but if this I say, and you're like, okay, wait, police are arriving and they're shuffling this girl out. I'm going banging on knock knock knock, like, motherfucker. I, I mean, like, at least yippee ki open up, bitch. Like, like I'm going out. Like I mean, pr- I probably am not that. <laughs> like passionate but i was gonna say i don't know if megan's gonna be like okay <laughs> no. come on it's gonna be like, like, gonna be like hold on a second no 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 <laughs> not at all but i mean honest i wouldn't be like yes five minutes ago i saw them escorting her across i'd be like let's go check this i would out. literally be walking behind them and like tailing them at least doing mm-hmm. something because you're normal though these you people know, aren't normal they're on yeah. another fucked up level in a realm we are not in like but, they don't uh, have conscience and i'm with you i want to know who this dude is yeah, or who the witness i have is. no idea yeah, i've just, not the name has not been disclosed in mm-hmm. anything i have seen yeah probably sure. for protection but yeah, also who yeah. knows if you're at this seedy ass motherfucking illicit hotel like well mm-hmm. what are you doing there bro yeah, like, <laughs> yeah what, what's your story so the street that she was on the in peoria and north Montview. Yeah, what kind of an area is this like i'm so that's the what house I'm that they searched in 2020 is near this area mm-hmm. so i don't know i've not done like an aerial google search view but mm-hmm. i know that the house that they searched was Look at Megan getting on her phone. I bet she's looking it up. <laughs> yes, I got you, girl. I got you. Um, I know the house that they searched in 2020 was near the area. And it looks like when she's crossing the street, like there's fencing. So to me, it looks like a, you know. Like a typical neighborhood. or Like an 1171 kind of thing. Like okay. in well, my are like Sorry for like, anyone who's out there. It's a cross stretch section of a street <laughs> in our area. But I think it's like a a busy street that's like not an interstate but not a two-lane street it looks well, like you have multiple lanes going one way and multiple lanes going another so it might be the thorough street into a neighborhood okay. or out of a neighborhood well my thoughts are one i could like, be wrong megan's how, looking yeah how it, close is it to her house like how like would Depending well, if she on, left like, timeline wise, like if she left at X time and on was on the tape at this time, how close is that to her? I want to say they said it was about a 15 minute walk, which okay, would make so sense because she yells she could at be her pretty brother far away at 15 minutes. So then this area, depending on what type of an area it is, like if it's a. Well, okay, so remember, picture. she said that the oh. brother's. So remember, she tells the brothers to go to bed around two and the CCTV footage is 2.23 a.m. So it's believed she left within a 10 minute or so period after ragging on the bros to get to bed. Yeah. Okay. So looking and it's at like this, a 10, 15 minute walk, depending on your hustle. Okay. Looking at this. But intersection. At 16, I would never be walking there, down there's a fucking no way. street no. at two o'clock. I'd no. be so scared shitless. Same. Oh, yeah. I hate letting my dogs out at night by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Someone but knocks at my door. I'm hiding. Like I got at, my gun and I'm oh, like, leave me alone. <laughs> looking at the intersection, so it's a four way intersection. On one side, there appears to be like high rise, not like high high rises, but several story buildings, businesses. Um, there are some new businesses being built currently because this has to be a current view of the street 
Um, but then you go to cross the street and there are houses, like there's a residential area mm-hmm. that are some apartments. Right. So, I mean, I mean, but you're also thinking it's two twenty three a.m. and there's only like the one car in the area. Yeah. So I could see why the police would be like, "Yeah, she's getting in this car." I mean, in that, that photo, looks, those look like apartments. Those right. Those look like houses. That looks like a thorough street, and like that area looks like it could be that easy like to some get type in, get of cons- like that's more of like there's a huge parking lot right there mm-hmm. and a building, so that's got to be like some type of work. Sitch, I don't well, know. That's what Peoria and it doesn't look like a terrible oh, area yeah, or anything. Yeah, but this is also a Google search in the middle of the day, yeah. right? Who knows what it looked like back then, too? But that's right. like we're whole talking empty about like lot. 2016. Yeah, right. I'm sure right. a lot's gone up since then. Yeah, who knows? But I do know, like I said a minute ago, the house they searched in 2020 was near this area. Mm-hmm. Um. So I guess I'm assuming it was theorized that she might have been taken there because she knew the people that lived there, but nothing came of that. So so it wasn't an abandoned house or anything? Someone actually lived there? When she went missing, yes. She knew the people that lived there, but when they searched it. But you also have to think, like, you have your rights as an American citizen, yeah. and they don't have to let you come in and search unless right. they have a search warrant. And I don't know the particulars on this, but for whatever reason, if they didn't search... They either didn't have a search warrant and they weren't given permission and the family or whoever was living there, the home was, they moved, the home was vacant before new ownership or whatever the situation was. They were able to search it. They did excavation. They did ground penetrating radar, um, cadaver dogs, but nothing. I'm Mm. sorry, but if, you know, if she knew the people there and they declined to search would either one of you decline to let the police search if they were looking for a missing child absolutely not i wouldn't but i'm also i i do believe in our constitutional rights and so i'm like that's a tough one for me i'm with you because i'm like if someone came to my door and they're like so and so is missing i'd be like yeah whatever you gotta do bro like i'm not gonna hinder your base because i don't got nothing to hide that's all i'm saying right yeah but if they're doing other illicit illegal activity that has nothing to do with Lashia, they're not going. They're not going to yeah. let them come in. Yeah. They're going to exert their constitutional rights, but then they're also going to look guilty as fuck. Yes, for yes. not bringing. Well, so got to think too. Like certain areas, certain demographics, um, they are more willing to work with police or be more open about she's dead things. On. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. they might be like, "Nope, I'm sorry, we don't want any involvement in this." And they might not even be doing anything wrong at their house. They just might have different feelings about what's going on. Well, so there's a case I follow that has nothing. I do not believe she is tied to human trafficking in any way, shape, or form. But I could be wrong. I don't know. But her case is uh, Maura Murray out of, like, New Haverhill, uh, Massachusetts, New Hampshire area. Anyways, um, they wanted to search a home there, and the current owner's were against it they were like no i don't we don't want this and some people maybe maybe they just were like i don't want to know that there's a dead body in my basement mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. but to me i'm like i need to know if there's a dead body in my basement because i'm moving like yeah. you better fucking bring tear this shit down like no but i get it like some people don't 
like Heather said, want to be involved in that. But if they're doing other illegal shit, they may not want to be involved, period. Do you guys have any other thoughts, questions, theories, concerns? I mean, my theory on this case is I definitely think she was human trafficked 100% with all the leads that have come in and pointed to this. Um, I only question because you are what we're in 2021 so 2022 oh shit that's right (laughs) i'm still trying to process 2020 and can't focus (laughs) (laughs) um so what 16 2016 is when she went missing Mm -hmm. six years six years um i would love to believe that she's alive uh you never want to obviously lose out hope Uh that this person is still out there if she is still out there i just can't even imagine what she's going through Uh um i think people need to realize like when they look up her case on our social sites and i've said this before and i'll say it again I believe that age progressed photos are a great tool to have, but they are not gospel. And I don't think that you should look at that photo and think that that's what that person is going Mm -hmm. to look like, especially in this situation. And this, these types of cases, traffickers are known to drug their victims. And uh, several years back, a police department did a like dare type of thing, if you will, where they were like, mugshot number one two three like all the way to 15 and it's like a progressive picture layout of the same person who was arrested for drugs the first time to when they were arrested for drugs the last time and you got like seven or eight pictures and they progressively look worse and worse and worse and 100 percent different completely unless there's like an identifiable mark they're very and you can hard. tell they're kind of the same but if you were to post up like number three and number seven you'd probably be like are they the same i don't mm-hmm. know but when you lay them all out yes they do you can see that they mm-hmm. look alike but i i say that not to discredit or mm-hmm. create any like tension or harm or to make it unbearable for family i only say that because if we are all as a people trying to go out there and look at these faces and maybe you'll oh my god i remember that you're not going to see this missing and exploited children's age progress photo of Lashia Stein. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like if gonna... she was drugged, you're going to see a lot of, you know, it has been reported in tips that she was, has dropped a significant amount of weight. If she is on drugs, you're going to see dark circles under her eyes. You're going to see pock marks on her face. You're going to see, you know, an extreme weight loss, hair loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, unkept she is gonna look rough Mm -hmm. where she's going to look extremely older than she Mm -hmm. actually is Mm -hmm. i mean think about she's only 22 right can you imagine she's probably looking 35 or 40 right at the six years of of hard drugs if that's what they're doing to Mm -hmm. her and hard life right Mm -hmm. that alone too and just hard life Mm -hmm. can age a person right she's a baby still well i think like with being a baby this where were you where were we at 22 like I as being a teacher and looking I when I taught fifth grade my I mean my my kids weren't 16 but they were still older and looking at I had a a student who I'm friends with on Facebook who just had a birthday 
and she is got to be like 21 now. And from what she looked like when she was in my room and fifth grade to now, I almost didn't recognize her. The only thing that I could recognize was she had a tattoo and she didn't have it when she was in fifth grade. But I remember seeing that she had gotten the tattoo as she got older, but she had the tattoo and I saw it in the photo. And that's the only way that I could really see like, oh, that's the same person. So for if I'm looking for her, like I'm not looking for what she looks like. I'm looking for that identifiable, identifiable feature, like her scar, scar. on the chest, yeah. correct? Which was like, I think her mom said she got stung by a bee and it got infected, and she has like a quarter size scar mm-hmm. on her chest. So, but the thing to note with that too is a lot of times these traffickers will brand. Oh my God. Yeah. They will brand their victims. And if their victims have known identifiable marks, such as a scar, such as a birthmark, Mm -hmm. they will brand over Over Mm -hmm. that so that you don't see that you see the brand or Mm -hmm. whatever the Mm -hmm. tattoo, whatever it is. Um, so you have to keep that in mind. Like if you are looking at her pictures and you're, you know, trying to go out there and, you know, you think you might see her, like, those are things to note. Like, does she have a weird self, you know, branding of sorts in a spot that would have been where her scar is? Like, Mm -hmm. make note of that. You Mm -hmm. may turn around and think, okay, well, it's just a tattoo of a heart that says whatever, Mm -hmm. but it has this weird, like, crap on it. Like, don't discredit that. That Mm -hmm. could be a brand or a mark over the identifiable mark that would identify who she was. Mm -hmm. What's just scary, I think, is the fact that this had to have happened long before she left and nobody knew about it. Like, no... Like her parent didn't know about it. Siblings didn't know about it. Friends didn't know about it. And for like something to have happened to to like make her want to leave her house in the middle of the night. Like, I mean, I tell you guys a lot of stuff about what's going on with my life. Like, and for you to not know if like this were to happen to me, like what is like, how does it even all work? Like the human trafficking, like it is, there's just so many layers to it. Yeah. Well, I think too, you like, what did she, what were the pretenses, the right word that yeah. she left her house under? Yeah. Was she anticipating going to a party? Was she already turning tricks and trying mm-hmm. to get money and thought this was a deal and it just went bad? Mm-hmm. Was, you know what I mean? Like there's, and my thoughts are, girl, you got a job interview the next day. Like the fuck you doing like Mm -hmm. uh, my ass would be in bed Mm -hmm. i was done at 11 o'clock last night with you (laughs) girls i'm like i'm i think i yawned from 10 to 11 non-stop like every time y'all were like i gotta go to bed i'm so tired yeah like also i'm 35 almost so i get it like Mm -hmm. on a different standpoint but at 16 i'm like you're leaving what? Mm-hmm. Like you're leaving your house at two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. What are what? you doing? What are your thoughts? Where's your mind? Mm-hmm. Where are you going? And that's what leads me on my recap of this. 
where the fuck are her phone records? Why have we not been able to identify who the fuck she was talking to in the weeks and the months prior to her Mm -hmm. disappearance? You're going to sit here and tell me that you have nothing. Okay, fine. I don't know how all this shit works, but like, aren't there apps where you can like talk to people in secrecy or whatever? Is there not like a way to track that? Is there not a way to pull those records? You're still, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you could still identify like, oh, okay, she downloaded such and such app that a lot like WhatsApp isn't. Yeah. I think that's one, right? So you have, say she downloads WhatsApp and she's talking to someone like they may, the police may not be able to identify like the WhatsApp communication, but can you not then as from a, because she's a minor subpoena and go after and get a court order to have WhatsApp release the information that they have on her case. Like what other user was she talking to? Okay. We have user, you know, magic chef one Oh one who fucking we don't know anything about him, but we know that his cell phone towers are pinging off such and such location. Like there's just, there's ways around this. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm my biggest frustration with where we are in this investigation is we know she's been human trafficked. We can, we 100% agree on that. What the fuck are you doing with the phone records? Who was she talking to that night? Where did her phone last ping? When it got shut off because we know her mother called her and we know that it rang the first few times. So if it's ringing the first few times, I would imagine, and I am not an expert. So if I'm speaking completely out of Mm -hmm. my ass, like I apologize, but I would imagine if it's ringing, you're getting a ping of sorts. Mm -hmm. So who, who we don't may not know who she was calling, but wouldn't her phone records state number eight, six, seven, five, three Oh nine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, wouldn't her record show what number she called and okay, or or that her mother called her an and we know call. that her mother called her at XYZ time and it pinged from XYZ location? Like, were these things done in the beginning of the investigation? Are they being looked at now, even though we are, yeah, is she probably in that location? Doubtful. Mm-hmm. But we should still pursue this avenue. Mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, I know, like, for phone booths, when we used to have phone booths, phone booths. back in the day. No. Like, you might have the, to explain to some of these people who, what a fucking phone so booth there is. Was a, there was a true crime podcast that I was listening to, and in the story, this kid supposedly goes to a phone booth to make a phone call. Everybody goes back and digs through the records. Some people say there was a phone booth. Some people say that there wasn't. They go to the phone company and they look and they all have records of phone booths and where the locations are and the numbers that were linked to the phone booth. And none of the records show that there was ever a phone booth there. So if we could do phone booths and right. pay phones, like if I would think. we can take pictures of Mars, like what the fuck? Yeah. Where are her phone records? Yeah. This should be looked at. Megan, do you have any final thoughts? No, you've pretty much said all your stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mama Megan's like ready to go out and like yeah. hit the ground mm, running. Right. Like, where's this like, oh, baby? I got to bring this, this baby yeah, home. That's right. I know her mama wants her back. Mm-hmm. She does. And those last few quotes of her mom, just like, there's mm-hmm. a few videos of her where she talks and you can just hear the anguish and like despair in her voice. And you're just like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even, I'm not a parent. So like, I can't imagine, but. 
I care about people and, you know, I understand it's not the same, but it's on a level and I care about them. So like, I just, I can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. Lashia Stein's disappearance is being investigated by the Aurora police department with the help of the FBI. There have been sightings of her in the Colfax Avenue area of Aurora, Colorado. She's also been sighted in Kansas city, Missouri in the state of Kansas, New Mexico, Arizona, and Wyoming. It is reported that Lashia could be in any one of these places or anywhere, really. She is described as an African-American woman who is 5'6 and weighs around 150 pounds at the time of her disappearance, but it has been known that she has dropped a lot of weight. She has black hair, brown eyes, and a quarter-sized scar on her chest. Her hair is typically worn in a bun, but over time, you never know. She could be having no hair. She could have a wig. So keep all of that in mind when you're looking at these photos. I would also like to just, again, reiterate that a lot of times these victims are drugged up and they do become addicted to these drugs. So when you look at these age-progressed photos of Lashia that we will post on our social sites... She may not look like that. She may look a little bit more hardened, if you will. Um, I know that's not probably the best way to describe it, but anyone who has seen pictures of someone who has been addicted to any drug for a long-term period, their looks begin to fade, and Lashia's probably have as well. Lashia Stein has been missing since July 15th, 2016. There is a $10,000 reward for any information leading to her whereabouts. And anyone with information is asked to call the FBI directly or the Aurora Police Department Crimes Against Children's tip line. And that number is 303-739-6164. You can also remain anonymous by calling the Metro Denver Crime Stoppers at 720-913-7868. Before we go, we will have our spotlight cases. First is Tabitha Queen, missing from Bastrop, Louisiana, on May 10th, 2021. She's 29 years old, an African-American female, 5'4", 230 pounds, black hair, brown eyes. She was last seen on surveillance video at a Save You More grocery store in Bastrop, Louisiana, on the day after Mother's Day. Anyone with information is asked to call the Bastrop Police Department at 318-281-1322. Second, we have Autumn Fagan, missing since January 2nd, 2022. She's 13 years old and has been missing from Baltimore, Maryland. She is an African-American female, five foot, 125 pounds, black hair, brown eyes. She was last seen in the 1600 block of North Hilton Street on January 2nd. Anyone with information is asked to call the Baltimore City Police Department at 443-263-2220. And last, we have Zion Foster, missing from East Point, Michigan, on January 4th, 2022. She is 17 years old. She is a female, African-American, 5'1", 120 pounds, blonde hair, brown eyes. 
Her family believes that she is being held against her will and is possibly being sex trafficked to another state. Anyone with information is asked to call the East Point Police Department at 586-445-5100. If you have any information on any of the cases we have covered or any other case you have heard of, you are encouraged to call the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children at 1-800-843-5678 or 1-800-THE-LOST. Once again, thanks everyone for listening and supporting Last Word and Human Trafficking, a True Crime podcast. We will continue to be loud about the crimes of exploitation, bold in our actions against it, and out there with our awareness and fashion. Stay vigilant, be aware, and remember guys, the world needs more love, not hate. Mm -hmm.